0: Blood and Black Rum Podcast wants to thank Podcorn for sponsoring this episode. You know, as small independent podcasters, we don't have a lot of time to spend looking for sponsors since we're using all of our free time to either watch films, make the podcast, or promote it. That's why Podcorn seems so appealing. Instead of having to search for sponsorships across the web, we're able to see a dashboard of sponsors and apply for sponsorship right on the spot with the ability to tailor content to fit our listeners. It's helping us keep this podcast going for our audiences. Podcorn is a marketplace connecting podcasters to podcast sponsorship opportunities with a variety of options. Podcasters can create their own host-read ads, feature interview segments, foster discussions, and more. With Podcorn, you don't have a middleman. Podcasts, big or small, can pick opportunities that are right for them and set their own advertising rates. Also, there's no need to sponsor a product that podcasters don't believe in. They can pick and choose products that fit their niche. Another great thing is that you never give up rights to your podcast to Podcorn. They're just facilitating the sponsorship and making sure you're protected and compensated for your work. Podcorn's marketplace is meant to ensure transparency, creative freedom, and control of how and when you monetize. Make sure to click the link in the show notes for more information about Podcorn, and to sign up today to start monetizing your podcast the easy way.
1: What the fuck?
0: Holy
1: shit. You midget Midas motherfucker.
0: This is the Blood and Blood and Blood Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Blood of Black Rum Podcast. I am Ryan from cultsploitation.com and I'm joined with my co-host Martin.
1: How's it going?
0: Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, we are back with a new episode and we are going to be tackling a new film in a series of movies that we've done pretty much since the start of the podcast, I think, Right.
1: Yeah, it's March, so you know what that means. That's right.
0: Yeah, What's that that mean? It's
1: time for Leprechaun. Oh my goodness.
0: And what are we doing this time?
1: Well, because it's five years in the making now, we're up to Leprechaun 5.
0: Ooh, but what is Leprechaun 5?
1: It's Leprechaun in the Hood.
0: That's right. And we got a nice little uh, soundtrack for you. (laughs) This film has a lot of rap songs in it. So
1: badly, poorly written.
0: And unfortunately, Warwick Davis is the brunt of that with the final credits sequence where he actually... I mean, honestly, it's the worst. (laughs) Uh, I I don't really know what anybody was thinking when they decided to make this movie. But particularly...
1: I I I don't know why I got past the third one.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't know that anybody was asking for another Leprechaun movie. Um in the nineties. But you know what? They did not just Leprechaun in the Hood, but then they went back to the Hood for another Leprechaun. And if I'm I'm I don't I've never seen Leprechaun back to the Hood, but I I think that Ice T is not in it. I'm I'm gonna take a guess, take <laughs> a stab and say that Ice T is not in it. And I will say that I think that makes that film unwatchable because <laughs> The only reason that you would really watch Leprechaun in the Hood
1: is for Ice Tea. What a get too, by the way. You know, even by in excuse me for two thousand standards. What do you mean? What, what did you? What did you say? What a get for them. Oh, oh yeah, right for right, Ice iced tea. Iced tea. For Ice Tea to be like, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah,
0: and Coolio. And Coolio? Yeah, you oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, Coolio. Yeah, that's right. He's in there.
1: Yeah, I mean, every time, every time I th- see Coolio, all I can think of is like. Uh, Cal from Keenan. Calio, what? Calio? That's right. Yeah.
0: I I just I don't know. I don't know what went into the making of this film. That would be something to really research and like make a documentary on. It's just <laughs> the like, process behind. Yeah.
1: Well, we well, we already went to space and Vegas. What the fuck do we do now?
0: That's right. And you're like the hood. I guess. I guess so. Yeah. The interesting thing about Leprechaun in the Hood, as you pointed out, is that it was released in March of 2000, and yet it feels very much like a 90s mid 90s er, yeah mid 90s era rap film. Um, I mean, obviously, everything about it is very low budget. Um,
1: It's vibing, at least the first quarter of the film is vibing, vibing quite a bit from Boys in the Hood, but it's nowhere near. Is good as Boys in the Hood because Boys in the Hood's a classic.
0: And we also mentioned too that this is basically like UPN the movie <laughs> from the '90s. Like it's like the it's like the uh, the epitome of what was going on on UPN at, for TV shows in the '90s.
1: After Thursday Night Smackdown and Moesha coming up, Leprechaun in the Hood. That's right.
0: And that's not, you know, I'm not saying that, I don't know what I'm saying, actually. I mean, I'm I'm saying that it's pretty poorly done. <laughs> because UPN, you know, it had its shows on there, and they were also, like, low production value um, sitcoms. That was, like, you know, TGIF style, but just a little bit lower budget, lower, lower production value. Well, because they didn't have the budget. That's right. And so that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Leprechaun in the Hood is that's basically it. It's um, it's it's, kinda,
1: it's almost like a little bit of like a weird amalgamation of like my brother and me hanging out with Mr. Cooper mm-hmm. and uh, Fresh Prince. I
0: don't even know if I know what my brother and me is. What what is that show? That was on uh,
1: Nickelodeon. My brother and me doesn't ring a bell. It was. I. It's kind of hard to explain because it was kind. It was. Kind of like, um, like French Prince or uh, Smart Guy. Okay. Um, that one doesn't. I. It's from the early nineties. It's no. Um, I, I mean, it, it, the kids aren't as old as like Will and Fresh Prince, so okay. it's more like you know middle school. You said was it Nickelodeon? Yes, that? it was. It Used I to be on SNICK.
0: Okay. All right. Who was in it?
1: Uh, I'll look that up for you. To be was honest. it a was it a black family show? Yes.
0: Okay. Yeah. Huh. No, that one doesn't really ring a bell to me. And that would have been, you know, prime time, prime time for (laughs) (laughs) Nickelodeon at that point. Um, But what I'm, I mean, basically, Leprechaun in the Hood is ran from ninety four
1: to ninety five. Okay. And was re did reruns until two thousand. That was the logo for the show. Okay. That the logo looks familiar. Like a Kwanzaa esque logo yes. going yeah, on, I, you know uh, that looks familiar. Like, a, yeah, Pan African. Uh, I
0: don't know if I ever watched it. to Be honest with you,
1: it only had thirteen episodes. Oh, okay, so okay. It, it so lasted, it wasn't even that. It only lasted the season, but I remember yeah. it being on all the time, like during like um, all that, and you mm. know,
0: uh, are you afraid of the dark? So what we're saying is, Leprechaun in the Hood is like a mature version of those shows that were on Nickelodeon and UPN in the '90s. And if you thought if you thought that the production values on Leprechaun uh, three and four were bad, then just get a load of Leprechaun in the Hood. Because I would
1: almost say this is an upgrade. You think so? Almost. I how think, how he forget how crappy the uh, the production values were for uh, Leprechaun in Vegas and Leprechaun in Space. Well,
0: to be fair, I think that Leprechaun in Space would show the poor production values more because, and honestly, I don't remember a goddamn thing <laughs> about about Leprechaun in Space. To be, th- I, don't, I don't remember a thing about it because. We watched it, what, last year? Yeah. And I totally don't remember it at all. Um, but <laughs> if you think about space, you know, the production values on that, you have to, I mean, there's there's a lot of sets in there that would involve people actually, you know, doing some some background design. Whereas Leprechaun in the Hood is like, literally, you can go out and film in the hood.
1: I don't even and, think it was shot in Vegas. I mean, not Vegas, um, Los Angeles. Th- oh, this film? Yeah,
0: no. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know.
1: I don't really. They made it just look like generic janky town. Yeah, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. They did. Yeah, Leprechaun in the Hood. Hey, um, it was probably
1: shot in like a suburb or something. Like, war, like uh, out by like work. Davis' is, like suburban home. Like, you yes. know. And they just did set design for it. Yeah, just, just like yeah, yeah. I. You know what? I mean,
0: I've seen Leprechaun in the Hood one other time prior to this. Didn't like it then. I didn't like it now. <laughs> um. And I think part of that comes from, <clears throat> me, Jesus. the uh, the di- Yeah, <laughs> part of that comes from the, the direction, and that this film is a ninety minute film that feels like it just runs forever. It just it doesn't end, and w- just when you thought the last rap battle was done, <laughs> there's another
1: one that's just waiting for you. There's another one. I think that's the th- uh, uh, a nice theme though from the le- Leprechaun films as a whole. You think you're, like, almost at the end and you realize, motherfucker, it's like 45 <laughs> minutes. That's man. true. That's... They they feel like they should be, like, just, like, these really bad, like, Tales from the Crypt episodes <laughs> that just, you know.
0: Like, 30 minutes. It, it, yeah, if you remember, I think we talked about it in Leprechaun 2. Like, we didn't mind Leprechaun 2 so much, but it was just, we said again, that it's overly long. It's like a, a last, way too
1: long. The last third was a drag. Yeah,
0: it's like a way too long Tales from the Crypt or Tales from the Dark Side episode that just, you're like, okay. You know, they didn't cut it enough. Um, Leprechaun in the Hood is is like that. And as you said, you know, the beginning of the film is actually not that bad, um, because, mostly because it's copying other films of the, you know, the hood aesthetic of the 90s and the rap um, elements of, you know, 90s black film. I
1: would say though even by like 2000 it's like it like comes off as like super dated and mm. like yeah. It's like when we reviewed Halloween Resurrection like, you know, and it's a uh, black exploitation effort. It's almost like like you missed the boat already. Yeah. Like your references are about 4 years old.
0: Mm. Mhm.
1: And it's a world away, especially in the internet age. Yeah. And that's how this comes across here is you know, like the rap songs that they're doing is, like, from, like, 1990. They might as well just have, like, you know, go back to the 80s and have, like, Grandmaster Flash come out. Like, don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. <laughs> That's pretty much, uh, I mean, this film is like that. Just worse. Well, you got Postmaster P saying, like, you know, he's about rapping to save the hood, you know, like, all oh, you know. Positivity. Yeah, being like Hulk Hogan, say your prayers and eat your vitamins, but, you know. Yeah. Which is nice and all, but you know, Lawrence Fishburne was doing he well, he wasn't rapping in Boys in the Hood, but in ninety two when he that movie came out, he was, you know, the father figure telling you about like things that like thirty years from now, like today, like gentrification, what that is. Yeah. You know, and
0: this you yeah, know, the, and trying to save the hood. This film is like a Spike Lee homage, but way poorly done. Well how and, do you think Spike Lee would have in tongue to... tongue in cheek? Yeah, tongue in cheek, but also, you know, we'll talk about it a little bit as we get into the film, but I'm not really sure what the theme of the movie is. So we'll, we'll we'll talk about that when we get in. Um, First, let's take a break, though, and talk about the beer that we have on the show. And I'll let Warwick Davis play us into that.
1: The hood comes to do no good. The hood
0: comes to do no good. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna just use that. I'm gonna use that all the time. I'm gonna use that throughout the whole show. And if you haven't noticed, we've kind of upgraded our uh, system a little bit. We have a soundboard now. Um, so anytime Martin gets like out of control, where I can't get a word in, Edgewise, I'm just gonna play the uh, Joe Biden shush meme. Um, or you know, at, when any time we say something that could be moderately offensive, we're gonna play the the record scratch. Just let it sit there. Um we'll come up with more memeable sound effects as we as we go along in next episodes, but we've upgraded a little bit. We got a soundboard now. So it's gonna be all fun and games from here on out.
1: I really um, want us to start doing this at like five in the morning.
0: Oh, right, like a morning show? Like,
1: hey. <laughs> hey! We're back. Um, it's the Martin mur- it, the lazy eye, and the barber.
0: Woo-hoo! I guess I should have like bottles clinking to yeah. like cue us into the uh, the beer talk that we have on the show. Um, but for beer talk, talk, you know, and because it's St. Patrick's Day, we, we don't didn- have any Irish beers you know on what? the show today.
1: You know what's funny? I think every time we've done a leprechaun, we've done a different type of Guinness. Yeah, I think that's probably um, uh, But this year they have not. Bandied out some...
0: Nothing that we haven't had before, like, nothing that we haven't covered.
1: Well, usually, maybe they learned their lesson.
0: Yeah, because we did those... The Irish um, I think, last time. Right, yeah, we've
1: done a few... We've done their their IPA and the...
0: The um special the blo- the American blonde. What are and- those special? The special ones that they released. The um oh the anniversary pack. anniversary pack had, with like, the yeah yeah we've done all of those. And- so it's like what do you do now? I mean we've we've done all the rest all the ones that we've already done before. So we, we can't have those on the show again. So you know what we did? We just didn't even buy. Bo- we could have done like Smittix or something like that. But we didn't even bother to do anything Irish this year. We just I just had a pack that I bought on the whim <laughs> and. Uh, I said, you know what? We'll do that one this this time on the show because we haven't had it.
1: Well, I mean, I, I was gonna get get something, but you're like, yeah, I got this. And I was like, great, save money. Ah, yeah,
0: might as well. I got a 15 pack of the Goose Island Lost Palette. Now, um, let me ask you something. Mm-hmm? What attracts you to Goose Island? Nothing really attracts me to Goose you, Island. Actually, nothing was attracting me
1: because, like, every so time I they have with... like some weird, like, it's kind of like the Founders, but they're not as good as Founders. They're the Illinois. Bastard version of Founders. You see a new 15 pack from them, and you're just like, I guess I'll get. Yeah, a shot. that was not even my though you know, even though you know that they're going to let me down. Yeah,
0: yeah, my I did not intend to get a Goose Island pack. Um, so to, a couple things sway me. One is that Goose Island was on sale for a 15 pack, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to get a three more beers for the same price. I'm going to get a 15 pack. The other was that uh, nothing was calling to me. Nothing at all. Like I was like, had it, had it, had it. The harpoon <laughs> spring pack is really disappointing because it's all the same shit that they always have. They already had have.
1: the wanna Mango getting pumped out. Yeah, I saw them post on Facebook like right. And Sam Summers already out.
0: Yeah, I've I've seen a couple Summers already. Yeah, that's I think, so. I think Long Trail has a summer pack out already. So
1: annoying. Yeah,
0: it's it's very annoying. Um. So that those were the two things that led to my decision that I was like, you know what? Where, where this Goose Island 15-pack Lost Palette, I'm going to get it. Palate, get it. What, what did you say? Where did I get it? Yeah. Hannaford. Okay. I always go to, I, if I'm not getting something that's like extremely special, uh, I'm shopping at Hannaford because they have the best sales on beer, hands down. So that's where I went. Lost Palette was there. I said, you know what? I haven't had Lost Palette. Sounds interesting. I'm going to get it. So I got it.
1: And um, I think this is our first Goose Island hazy.
0: I yeah, don't, I've don't, never don't had think... a Goose Island hazy. We've done like a, a couple Goose Islands. We've done like the um, that stout that they had that I bought that one time. Oh, the, the Winter bur- winter, the parka stout or whatever. Yeah. Um, We've Done the bourbon. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I should say that Goose Island, when it's not in a limited edition release of the Bourbon Barrel series, always disappoints me.
1: Which is funny how that works. Like, you know, they can
0: release like a really good, you know, stout,
1: stout series. And then when it comes to the rest of the stuff, you're just kind of like,
0: yeah, they just like it seems like they don't put any effort into
1: those regular releases. I don't know if it's that or if it's just maybe the water up in (laughs) up in Chicago. I I don't know. But I mean, because even I, I almost feel like ever since we've been able to drink, Goose Island's been regularly available around here. Maybe not as much as like uh, all their offerings. I remember as far as, you know, like, from the 10 years we've been able to drink, you know, Honkers Ale has always been available. And I think even 10 years ago, they weren't bought, I think they're owned by Anheuser-Busch Yeah, now. they're owned by, um... Or, you know, InBev, so... InBev, I think, So, yeah. I mean, I don't even think, I don't think 10 years ago they were. No. But even, I just remember back then being kind of like, eh,
0: no, yeah, have yeah. yeah, I've, I've always kind of been like, eh, I'm Goose Island, especially after I got that winter pack, I was really not impressed with it. Um... <laughs> But you know what, I thought I said I would I would try them again. And this Goose Island lost palette sounded interesting. It's a hazy IPA, um, with mango and cinnamon. And so the cinnamon actually was the one that stands out. You know, yeah, really, the hazy
1: IPA, the mango's what reels me in. Oh 'cause and, so that's like that's like for me now, like that's like the defining thing like, I love about like juicy IPA the Nightbus now. How like mangoey and juice scary are you gonna get that fucker?
0: Well actually that's why I wasn't really concerned about the mango so much because i was like oh that's pretty standard for a hazy ipa you know if if they just said hazy ipa with mango i would have been like "Mm, okay but the cinnamon was like oh i I guess you're trying something a little bit different with a hazy ipa because as i i tagged you in a post today um Mm -hmm. about another hazy ipa coming out and i did that like sarcastically because literally every single fucking brewery on facebook has a hazy ipa coming out and I was just kind of joking around like literally this is this is the big thing for everybody. Um so Goose Island obviously has the hazy IPA, but they decided to change it up a little bit with the cinnamon. And so I was interested in what that would do to a Nipa to make it distinguished from other from other beers. And I have to say that while I don't think this beer is amazing, I do think it's interesting and it has a good character to it that stands out from other hazy IPAs because of that cinnamon. Um most of the the beer definitely tastes like a hazy IPA or a nipah uh with the fruity tropical content to it. Um but towards the end of the palate you definitely get that cinnamon flavor to it that gives it a unique kick. I'd almost
1: say a little bit nutmeggy too. Yep, yep, a little nutmeggy. I agree. It um I don't know when it was released but it'd be kind of like I would say it'd be alright for a winter, like night, A winter IPA? Yeah, yeah, like, you know, if you're mm-hmm. looking for, like, a nipa but not want to, like, you know, be throttling them, because mm-hmm. they're definitely not crushable. No, not crushable. The cinnamon
0: definitely has a, you know, a limiting factor to it. You know, you you can't drink too many of them because of that cinnamon flavor. Um, it's also at, like, a high 6%. 65 Yeah, 6.5%, six like and a... And a something like that. So it's a heavier, on the heavier side for alcohol content. Um... <clears throat> I would say that the hops level is not, like, extreme. I don't know what the IBU is, but I'm going to guess that it's uh, moderate. Um, And overall, you know, it's a fairly good hazy IPA, and that cinnamon flavor adds a distinctiveness to it that I think, you know, makes it worth at least trying out, uh, you know, to see what kind of spin they have on the hazy IPA.
1: Yeah, no, I I concur with most of your points. I... (sighs)
0: I don't Good, because if, if not, I would play the, the Biden
1: I shush you. meme. I, I, I don't know. Like, I'm torn, because again, like, I think, at least for me, Goose Island always has kind of an off taste at the end. Mm. It's always got kind of like something, like a little bit of a funky like skunk. Like an adjunct sort of thing that they like, like put yeah, in like, it. That, like, yeah, you know, like a kind of like funky skunky taste to it. Mm. And I don't know if maybe that's just the cinnamon. Lingering a little bit too much, like big red or what? But like it here, like it also like at the end. Someone
0: put their half-chewed big red. Yeah, in like it. you just like you know, like took a knife yeah. and just like you know. I I do think it's probably the cinnamon that's lingering for you. I think that the, because that's like really the last thing that I taste is the cinnamon.
1: Um, I I, th- I think it's like a worthy try. Something different. Mm-hmm. I would I would never think to take a knife and then show cinnamon because it's, it's not, like, you know not something I'd find palatable for the most part, but. Like I said, maybe it's just because I've had all the Goose Islands that I've had for the most part we always kind of find that they have kind of this weird aftertaste to it. Like a Magic Hat, but not nowhere near as bad as Magic Hat. Well, mm-hmm. um, I think for a winter nipa, it'd be something worthwhile to try. You know, mm-hmm. you want to stay warm, but also have that nice juiciness of a nipa. It'd give you, give you that. I wouldn't say for the most part it's either that mangoey or juicy or anything. It's very, I think, limiting on the nipa palette, mm-hmm. But it's... Something different. If anything, I really like the the vaporwave can. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I really it's like that the... nice, you know, like you know Miami Vice, you know Miami horror, you know, you know vaporwave look aesthetic to it. Yeah, you know? it's like
0: a like a light orangey pinkish yeah. can. That's yeah. Um, I think that Goose Island's been doing that a little bit. Like a lot of their cans have that sort of vaporwave element to them, which makes them stand out. And then. You know, that can be a bad thing, too, when you get it and you're, like, really disappointed. I thought it was going to be way better than it is. But, you know, Lost Palette, I am fairly happy with, and I don't mind that I have a 15-pack of it. Um, You know, it's it's pretty good, and I would definitely encourage to seek it out, at least to try that hazy IPA with cinnamon. I don't know that I've seen anybody else really doing that. And so, the uniqueness, I think, makes this something to look for and, and try at least one time. You know, give it a shot. Should be available everywhere, I would imagine. I would think so. You know, if it's available here, I think it's probably available everywhere. Check it out.
1: Yeah.
0: Thanks, Warwick Davis, for leading us back into the <laughs> discussion on the film. Um so Leprechaun in the Hood. As I said, seen it once before. Pretty sure I wrote a article about it at some point like six years ago and as i was telling you i was like getting you prepared for this movie i was like um are you sure you don't want to go see birds of prey i said that and at that point (laughs) you probably suspected something about the film,
1: and then I, I also I, honestly, at this point, there's nothing that's gonna like drag me to see a DC movie. <laughs> and then I, think, I don't care if in Wonder Woman eighty four Gal Gadot strutting around and just her ass, you oh, know, bare yeah, ass naked yeah. the entire time. I'd be like, you're still not interested.
0: Um, the other thing that I said, um, what, what, did I, what else did I say? Um, I'll, I'll oh, oh, I said yeah, I, I saw it like six years ago, and it's still too recent for <laughs> me to watch it again so your son loved it yeah i guess so yeah he was really digging, he it. Was digging it he was digging yeah. it he was he was all about
1: those war things. yeah three month olds
0: really love <laughs> leprechaun in the hood
1: for some reason i i will say the box art very memorable because i remember that and like the ice cream man always sticking out to me as yeah, a kid the thing, walking the around the weird like video thing about world. it is
0: that it's like completely not memorable I I understand what you're saying, in that like as a kid you f- you found it memorable. Like you you still you look at it now, and you're like, oh nostalgia. Well, yeah, I remember yeah. that from
1: being a kid. But no, I mean like if you're looking at it now with no like, no memory of it at all, yeah. you'd be like, this is really fucking bland and nothing. yeah. Because that, that's Literally, what I was going to say. The poster
0: artwork is like every single film that well, came not out. Like that. In I'm pretty
1: sure the picture of Warwick Davis from is from Leprechaun One. I'm pretty yes. <laughs> I'm and, sure and, that's not updated. And isn't
0: the opening sequence in this film from Leprechaun 1?
1: I think it's from, like, Leprechaun 2. Or
0: Leprechaun 2. Yeah. One of them, I think they reused it because I was like, that does, this does not look like, you know, the production values on Leprechaun in the hood in that opening sequence. I'm like, I, I feel like I've seen this before somewhere.
1: And Yeah, I, it's probably it's probably Lepre. It looks like Leprechaun 2. Cause yeah. Because they, they, in Leprechaun 1, I think they start off in that fucking wishing well. Yeah. And then I think in Leprechaun 2. Yeah. It looks like the cave system that they go
0: into in Leprechaun Two. That yeah yeah has I, all I the think sti- you're right yeah. I think it might be Leprechaun Two yeah um, which is just, which is
1: how you know you're you're in for right rip roaring good time if, you know the laziness have, that you you are uh,
0: you're presented with right away
1: three films like all right what can, what assets do we have we can reuse right? you know yeah. The- uh, I mean, I just, I really do. I don't know why. I just always remember, like, the box art to Leprechaun back in the hood and and in the hood as a kid at Video World, because they always had them right on the shelves, so, like, prominently featured in the horror section, like, you know, Leprechaun 5 and 6 and Leprechaun Space. Mm-hmm. Never really Leprechaun 1, 2, or 3, but it was always those, the other three that were always there, and then, like, it was, like, right next to the Ice Cream Man and... Uh, Candyman, which, by the way, that's got to be on the fucking review docket. What's that, Candyman?
0: Oh, Candyman? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're gonna have to do that before the new one releases.
1: That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we yeah. gotta do both. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um,
0: <clears throat> I definitely remember Leprechaun in the Hood as well. There was a reason why I checked it out at one point, like five or six years ago. I don't exactly recall the reason, but um
1: we started doing leprechaun series and you wanted to get ahead of the game. Like,
0: no, no, this is uh way prior to the blood and Background run podcast starting. This was, this was a while ago. I wrote it for a different site. Actually. I, I honestly do not remember what it was for. Um, maybe some sort of comparison. I don't even remember. Um, but you know what? The same issues that I found the previous time still apply. Um, and, you know, sometimes you revisit a film that you thought was really terrible, and then you see the um, some of the humor that might have been missed the first time, or you enjoy that it's so bad that it's good. Um, and for about 30 minutes of Leprechaun in the Hood, you could maybe be um, forgiven for thinking that this film is so bad that it's good.
1: It's got a little charm to it. It does. I, I, think, like, I think the first... 20, 25 minutes, there's some charm to it. and, as you know what? and hokey as uh, it right. is. You're right, and
0: especially that beginning sequence where they have Ice-T and another guy with their afros and picks in, and it's like 1970s uh, black exploitation element to it. Um, the only thing that would have been better is if they could have gotten Pam Greer in there, um, <laughs> which would have definitely been a tongue-in-cheek throwback. But I think that I just hate the
1: fact that they Colt fifty
0: four. Yeah, they had to change the name there. You could have kept Colt forty five. No one's gonna come around and say like you can't use Colt forty five.
1: Yeah, you think Billy D Williams is gonna pop out and be like, no, you
0: can't. You you can't use it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. They they should have just if they were gonna use the reference, they should have just gone
1: with it. And a burger. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's some a six pack of malt liquor and a burger.
0: If they were going for stereotypes, you know, they should have
1: really, again,
0: they should have went for it. They shouldn't have
1: just. Do you think iced tea, like, was like, yeah, malt liquor, and then, like, they're going to put out, like, fried chicken and water? He's like, whoa. That's a little too
0: racist. I had to play the record scratch there. Just well, in case. I'm just saying
1: because you a know sarcasm. They, you know what they're going no, for. No, I know. So I know. it's like I know. If you're gonna be that blatantly fucking, like you know, stereotypical, yeah. then
0: go go the whole go whole route. Yeah, don't
1: have like in and out burger there. And actually, you know what? They're really uh, they
0: really- missed an
1: opportunity because I think it'd be a lot more interesting if if it was a true 70s black exploitation film. You know. In the, you know, in the vein of, like you know, Coffee once the or... like this, uh, once the studios got a hold of, like, yeah, we can make money off of this,
0: yeah, you know? yeah, like having uh, white directors, yeah, and like you for know, the black exploitation yeah. films. Um, but what they're really intimating is that Leprechaun is racist. He's like, all right, I see these two black guys coming in with their afros. What am I going to lure them in with? Well, how Colt he... fifty four and a burger. Well, how did he get there to begin with? How yeah, he... that's another question. Is like
1: how why from, is he from in this...
0: space? I know I I'll, again, I'll say, I do not remember anything about Leprechaun in space. I'm
1: pretty sure Leprechaun in space took place like the year 2 like in the year 2020XX 20, 20
0: like you know. Uh, you know, like all the, yeah. I don't remember how that film ended or anything.
1: I don't know. But either.
0: yeah, I have no idea. But you're right. How does Leprechaun get from wherever he is to this, uh, ramshackled, some, some
1: dilapidated, yeah, just generic? Like it's not
0: even. like... I don't even know what it is. Really, it's like it was like a flop house. I, if I,
1: anything, it looks like you know, like mortal, like the original Mortal Kombat movie when like Luke King's like fighting. Not the original, and like Annihilation when like Raiden's fighting a reptile and like just a random. You know amphitheater that has like bricks lying around that they start you know throwing them all through because that's what it is. It's like well, like where the, se- the fuck yeah. are you? The it's setting just, is
0: unclear. Yeah. It's just like in a random flop house thing where they burst through a wall looking for um a flute. Yeah, a flute, and they find leprechaun statuesque. With a pot
1: of gold, a literal garden bucket, not like an actual, not an actual pot, but like, here's like, you know, a water bucket that's filled with, you know, this chintzy looking crap. And then he's also got an amulet
0: around him that uh, turns him to stone whenever it's
1: put around his neck. I can't remember if that's a new feature or not. They've Um, changed the
0: lore so many times up to this point, like. I feel like there was always something that could
1: stop Leprechaun. Yeah, but it was this coin, like, in the first film. That's true.
0: There was, yeah. It was, like... Yeah, I I don't... And the flute is definitely new to this film as well.
1: And how did Ice-T know, like, if, oh, out of all this fucking pot, you
0: know, gold shit, Ice-T need his flute? I have no idea. The film doesn't make a lot of sense, if we've already made that explicitly clear. The flute... Is just a thing that shows up in the film that is like it's not a red herring per se, but it really is not anything that even matters that much. It does bring it what it it allows the user to manipulate people that hear the song, and so our protagonists, uh, Postmaster P, uh, Stray Bullet, and Butch are trying to become rap masters and they want to succeed and have everybody love their group. And so they think that if they use the flute, um, they'll be wildly successful. Everybody will love them and they can manipulate everybody into being so that they can become successful musicians. And that's pretty much what Ice-T's character has done ever since he got this flute in the seventies where he became a, uh, big record, uh, Became producer, Shug- he became Suge Knight. That's right. And uh, so he's been using. Uh, the presumption is that he's been using this flu to influence everybody, and you know, make them love his his recordings. And so, Leprechaun in the Hood really goes back and forth between um, this, you know, Postmaster P and Butch and Stray Bullet, who are <laughs> trying to go the straight and narrow route of you know making a group a rap group that emphasizes the positivity of you know rapping rather than all the negative things like being in gangs and uh you know know, shooting people and drive-bys and stuff like that uh and yet they're forced to do lots of bad well not even forced i would say they're more so just influenced to do bad things like smash up ice t's uh records uh I don't know if it's his house
1: or if it's his... Is this common, way, is yeah, this, his, say, is this commentary business? on what rap, rap music does to the Utes? I guess so.
0: But that's what I was talking about with the theme is that I don't really understand because the theme is, you know, obviously they're pushed to their limit. They are obsessed with fame, so they, they go to the, the negative side when their whole idea is positivity. And towards the end, the film almost, like, makes it clear that you have to be negative in order to succeed in the rap world um, is that a- is that commentary social commentary I'm saying I, like uh <laughs> you know the, the rap world is a i don't know something with teeth that you know you can't really it needs to change maybe that's the commentary i, I don't, don't really know
1: don't um, think I'm I don't. probably looking too far into leprechaun in the hood I think they just uh thought it would be fun to, like, oh, we put him in space, what do we do now? In the hood. Let's market it, market it to BET, you know, for syndication.
0: And, you know, I think that, as we talked about, the opening of this film is actually not bad. Um, there's some tongue-in-cheek humor to it. Um, obviously, our two, three rappers um, are sort of, like, putsy. Well, what? And what,
1: what the hell does... Uh, Butch even do. He is
0: He's... a chemical specialist who apparently is able to use chemicals to create sick beats. As far as I can tell, that's what his job is. He's supposed is. to be like, well, like pyrotechnics. The, he's I don't... kind
1: of supposed to be like the DJ, but at the same time, it's like he ain't doing shit. For yeah, that, like you know, if it's well, if
0: you see it like at the beginning when they when we first meet them yeah. and he's doing some like pyrotechnics show in the background, which explodes the stage best at a wedding part, reception.
1: Best part of the film, them fucking you know getting flown off like it's a death wish film, but from the explosion. And at that point, you know what you're gonna get. You know, you're you're getting
0: terrible production and bad special effects <laughs> and um jokey because i think there's even like a cartoonish sound effect that's played like a <laughs> v- yeah or like <laughs> no a they
1: v- they do like that in this cuz you have like, yeah. every time someone gets lucky like <laughs> yeah it's just, nearly
0: cartoonish in the portrayal of it and so um you know what you expect from when from that opening moments and I think the film excels because Ice-T is in it for the first, like, 30 to 40 minutes. Because he's really the one, the only person in this film that can really act. And, Ain't that the truth. And I'm not even saying that Ice-T is a great actor. But, I mean, in this film, he seems, you know, like Al Pacino. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I always thought he was pretty good at SVU. Well, pr- it's possibly the direction in here, too.
1: Yeah, I think he's... in yeah, the he, writing, because a lot you, of... You could, you could, I think, you know, he's able to, like, you know, even how corny and hammy and stupid everything is, he's able to deliver it with, you know, a conviction but a tongue-in-cheekness, yet, you know, it's enjoyable. I mean,
0: he ha- has quite a few script-written care- ha ha yeah. like, literally, like, villainous yeah. ha-ha-ha.
1: Well, like, uh, it's carried, because he's just so goddamn charismatic.
0: I guess so, yeah. He does have a lot of good... Um moments where he can just go off on people. And that doesn't really feel like something that was written in. It seems like something the Ice T made up for
1: Just improv. Yeah, just
0: an improvisation for him. Uh where he was able to just kind of go off on people. Yeah,
1: that whole that whole part where they're uh at his little loft, his little bungalow trying to get a record deal, and afterwards when you're like, Oh you know, he's telling them I want gangster rappers. I don't want you saving the, the saving the hood bullshit and postmaster peas like this is what we do, and the other guy's like, whoa, no, straight bullet's like, no, no, let me talk to him. After he goes off on a rant on them after that, that seems improv and not actually written. Yeah. He's like, alright, you know what, fuck you, get, you know.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, it did. Um, Ultimately, though, I would say that the film just has a really hard time figuring out what it's doing, and it just keeps going on and on and on. Um, and there's like multiple changes of who has the flute from our main characters getting the flute and then Leprechaun takes it back. Then our main characters risk their lives to go get the flute again. And hose. With hose. And everything just really just seems to be happening. And the film doesn't really have much of a direction to go through.
1: Not only that, the Leprechaun's like the most boring in this film. Yeah. Um, Compa- compared to like the rest of the films like he's just there to they just it's like they had Warwick Davis for five minutes and it's like just say a little limerick and he's like says a little thing like ah that's the leprechaun it's,
0: it's not creative either if you remember like some of the best moments from leprechaun 2 was that they were creative in the ways that they had leprechaun commit murders and in here it's really not creative at all and we don't even see it And yeah, in fact have- in this one he gets force
1: powers because the entire film all he's doing is like just like Jedi mind trick, like, controlling people. It's like, well, when the fuck yeah. can you start doing that, you know?
0: Yeah, and that turns their eyes green, and they do so whatever his whims are. Shitty and basically, as all hell. And all he wants are hoes. He just wants, basically, a dive bar, strip club, <laughs> to himself, to be able to perform in the Hood. In the hood no Love it. I'm I'm the song is amazing. No because it seems like someone spent literally one minute writing it. <laughs> And even even the the actual performance seems like they did it in one take because it's like completely off beat. Be it, it, you know, like everybody's singing kind of off beat, and they were just like, "Go with it." You know what? That's it. You know, this is for the credits anyway. So we're out of film. Yeah, it's, we're just, yeah. just 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 roll it. It's fine.
1: It really is. Ta- that whole part's just really taxing to watch. I love. would
0: say, yeah, the fir- the last like. 30 minutes i would say, probably
1: yeah i thought the film was over after, like after their butt, you know straybull shot himself in the head i thought like <laughs> all right we're getting to the climax it's like no we got another fucking 30 minutes to go yeah. Like,
0: yeah the last 30 minutes is really difficult to get through it is one of uh, we talked about this a little bit we we've done a few films before that are just so difficult to get through silent night deadly night um the Toymaker was one of them that was just like this film just keeps fucking going. Mako, Mako, um, Leprechaun in the Hood is no different. And if you've ever been in that situation, you, like it's worse than watching a long movie, like a two, you know a two and a half hour slow burn movie.
1: Well, and also it's, doesn't help either that like if you're like if I were watching this in the theater, it'd be a little bit more forgiving because it's like. I'm not gonna leave. <laughs> but when you're sitting on the couch watching it, it's like almost like fucking. You're sh- like, I could just turn this oh, off okay. right now. I could you know. There's no commitment. Just click. It, especially go on, because go on your merry way.
0: Especially because the fin- <sighs> the final scene is just so. Um, there's no. It doesn't end. There's no conclusion. There's no. There's nothing that there that you're to come like. From it. So oh, I that think, was, you know, I'm glad I stuck around. I think it's the one Leprechaun film where he wins at the end. Yeah, I, I mean, there's always that well, last like, scene yeah, where it's like, oh, Leprechaun's yeah. not dead; he's coming back. Yeah. But yeah, right, this... here it's
1: just clearly like, yeah, I, I have my own shitty knockoff GTA bar, and uh, you know, I like, agree.
0: And honestly, it makes everything else that happens in the film seem really pointless. Like, wh- you know, why did we watch all of that? there's no point to it. I I now feel dumber for watching <laughs> the last 80
1: minutes of this movie. Um and I I really do think this film is not benefited at all by the fact that Warwick Davis is at like his lowest here. Yeah, yeah I think I, I don't think I, I don't blame it as much on him. There's just no material for yeah, him. Yeah, there's nothing to for him to
0: work with. The limericks don't even really emphasize like the puns that um he's kind of known for in the previous Leprechaun movies. And he
1: doesn't kill, and as you say, he doesn't kill anybody in a creative way at all. It's not like the first two films. Here it's just like, oh! Random hand through Uh, your stomach and that's it.
0: I also think like some of my favorite moments of this movie is that a lot of people meet Leprechaun and they just treat him like a normal person. There's one guy that calls him a boy (laughs) that it's not Halloween. Uh, There's other people that just like sort of see him and are like, treating him like just any old person off the street Uh, this the whole i don't know it's just really really difficult to sum up how disappointing this film can be and how difficult it is to get through the whole thing i know that leprechaun 3 was really hard for us that was a very difficult film to get through I I, i don't know if leprechaun in the hood is worse than that or not
1: I think I think the only reason we got through Leprechaun too is because that awesome. That's right, yeah, <laughs> the montage, yeah, yeah, you know, nice uh,
0: Black Crow's uh, Soundgarden, and to be honest oh, with Leprechaun. you, we only do the Leprechaun movies now because it's tradition. If it if it was my way, I probably wouldn't do Leprechaun in the Hood or Back to the Hood, even though I've never seen that. one.
1: No, I concur. I don't want to watch. But we these ha- movies. We don't
0: want to watch these movies. <laughs> we just do it because. It's tradition. Blood and Black Same Rum thing. podcast did I, did anyone, subscribers want to hear. Did,
1: did anyone want us to do Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 3 and on? No, <laughs> no
0: but we did them.
1: Well, <laughs> you know, it's tradition. Hell, you know what we're going to have to do come the fall? We're going to have to do all the saws again. Uh oh, <sighs> Record scratch that. I don't want to do it again. But yeah. Uh, Bye. Right, you know what? We'll just do the Costas Mandalore trilogy. There you go. The, the important ones. As
0: if, you, if you're if you listening, I think people like to listen to these shows to just hear how difficult it is to talk about them, to talk about the movies <laughs> in any meaningful way other than just making fun of it or um, try. And especially with Leprechaun in the Hood, it's even hard to make fun of the movie. It just doesn't. There's nothing that's really stand out about it. Either that's so easy to make fun of or that's interesting to point out. Um, I guess maybe the one interesting thing is that it sort of has a weird fascination with um, transsexuals and cross-dressing. I don't really know where that
1: all comes from
0: or why think, it's in this
1: movie. I think it's just because, like... <laughs> <laughs> like a, like a gaffe at it? Yeah like, and just, just, you know, yeah, like, what fucking weirdos? I guess, cross-dressing. yeah. Cross-dressing.
0: It's just, it's just weird that it shows up tw- not only once but twice in here. That it's a main uh, part of the finale. Of cross-dressing and becoming, you know, infiltrating Leprechaun's lair, especially uh, with when Postmaster P has like rippling muscles. <laughs> I don't know. It just everything about this movie is just like makes you question. Like, who? Wh- where did this idea come from?
1: You think it was like Warwick Davis? You know, it's funny, really. Butch women? I would be interested to like, just whoa have, War, you know, Whoa Warwick. <laughs> <laughs> I would be
0: interested to just have Warwick Davis talk about how he feels about each film in the series,
1: like what he thinks about each film. I'm sure him and Carl Pilkington had very in discussions as they were traversing the world. If about- I
0: had a chance to speak to Warwick Davis, that'd be my question. Like, how did you feel shooting Leprechaun in the Hood? <laughs> Like what attracted to <laughs> you you to the script <laughs> <Spick> page? <laughs> was it that your name was already on it? <laughs> you know, somebody wrote your name on the script, and you were like, you, "Oh, you I guess I have you, to." Would,
1: I would say you would love like blunt honesty for them because you you know how even like the most shittiest films are always like, "Oh, the script really appealed to me." It was so you know, right, like, right. You know, just be like, no, the fucking
0: paycheck. And it's okay to say that. I imagine that this has to have been the paycheck. And I, I but imagine the funny thing is, is that the, Leprechaun in the Hood could not have had a huge paycheck. I don't know I can't I don't know what the budget is I'll look it up but Yeah
1: well what the fuck else was Warwick Davis doing doing that during that time That's true.
0: I just can't imagine that there was much of a budget to give Warwick Davis a lot of money to do this film. But you know what? what? Maybe he's also into tradition and continuity. He just couldn't stomach anybody else being leprechaun. He just had to do it. even though he thought
1: it was total shit. He had to do it. Like Robert England and uh, right, you know, it's a legacy and you just have to do it. Robert, we can only give you 20 bucks and a ham sandwich, yeah, but I can't see anyone else doing it.
0: My other question is just like, who, after seeing Leprechaun in the Hood, was like,
1: please, gotta gotta do back to the
0: hood, do another one?
1: I, it had to have done really well on rentals, like, people, like, oh. Maybe. Because at this point, I, who the fuck was buying this on direct-to-video? Yeah. I honestly think it had to have been a rental sensation. And by that, I mean, people watched and like, this is trash. and But that made enough money back for them to be like, let's do another!
0: You're right. Maybe it did do well on rentals. Like, somebody just saw it pop up on the, on the shelf, and they're like, I don't have anything else to do. <laughs> just watch it. But... I don't know. And you know what? Maybe Back to the Hood is is better. I don't I don't know. It's directed by a different person. So perhaps it it's better than this one. Um ultimately there is not much else that I can think of to say about Leprechaun Back to or Leprechaun in the Hood that we haven't already talked about to bring up the fact that you should not watch it.
1: I mean I almost think you to have an effective review, this is one where you'd have to have like a video review. Where you, as you're speaking, you have like <laughs> clips playing in the background. To speak well, for you because you're not there's that, not enough for you to that's what
0: that's why I got the lep in the hood clip here, just to play it constantly.
1: <laughs>
0: to show that stay away. Yeah, I mean that's what you can expect from the And that's that lep in the hood clip, you have to wait until the credits to hear it. If you just want to hear the Lep in the Hood song, hit YouTube. You don't even need to watch the film.
1: Million and a half views. That's right. So there must be some nostalgia that we're missing on. I they? guess, maybe. A
0: million and a half. Or maybe, you know what, maybe this is like people in the 90s Troll 2. No. Or not in the 90s. I guess it would be in the 2000s. Because no, Troll 2 is a good film. Well, it's so bad it's good. I, but maybe people... Everybody has their own different. so bad it's good. In the
1: 2000s, that's the room. Yeah, that's true too.
0: Maybe people do think Leprechaun in the Hood is so bad that it's good. Um, I'm not one of them. I just find it really boring.
1: It's a slog. Difficult do, to get do, through. Do you think it's you're almost done? It's like, God, i was 35 minutes.
0: You know, I don't like people who watch movies with their phones. But this is one of those movies that you watch you with your phone.
1: Put it on the background that you're and like, as you're, like you're doing the other things, it's like you know, yeah,
0: you're like scrolling through porn trying to find <laughs> your porn video for the night. You know, while you're watching this, doing two <laughs> things at once because obviously, you know you're not going to get it from Leprechaun in the Hood either. The best you're going to get is a dude crossdresser who takes his top off. So he ripped shit. Yeah, yeah. we both were.
1: That's right. Do you have
0: anything else productive to say about Leprechaun in the Hood? Not really. I don't either. I, I feel like these, these are letter, the hardest episodes. These are these are very hard you're, episodes. L- you're literally digging for. Like, what can I say? And then you also it's feel all, bad because like, you're like, you're like, I I tend to feel a little bit bad and because what if anybody that was in this film or like the director Ron Rob Spira listens to this episode and they're like, didn't find anything good not say. They couldn't well, find one Well, positive. this is also
1: as well as like a couple of, quite a few films we've done where it's like there's nothing of value, but it's also not anywhere near being either angry yeah. or, you know, yeah, you despondent can... about. So yeah. it's like this you, is... just, you just sit here, whole humming, like, it's a bad film. I don't know, you know. What... Yeah,
0: this is one of those ones where you just there's just not much to talk about in it. Um, you could talk about how there's like six different rap song music videos that occur in it.
1: It would have been even better if, like, like every time they had a song, like it broke into like a early '90s, like black and white, like Marky Mark and Funky Bunch, like yeah, like like an
0: actual music video, yeah, like you
1: know, like it has on the side, like you know, like Leprechaun. I mean, it's it's
0: basically like a series of music videos with a storyline. That's what they were going for, I guess. Oh, we didn't even mention that Leprechaun smokes weed in this. That he's obsessed with smoking weed. And that he smokes a uh, joint that has
1: four leaf clo-
0: clovers in it. That is, uh, for I guess now in this film series, it becomes his, a weakness of his. I don't know where that came from. I don't think that that was ever a thing where it was like, you know, obviously it's folklorish.
1: There's no, you con- know, four leaf you know, clovers you know in Saint no- Patrick. Con- St. No, Paddy's day, but man, there's no continuity for no. leprechaun because no. in the first one too, like silver, like he's like almost like a werewolf, like silver <laughs> yeah, yeah something
0: like that. Yeah, There's just absolutely no, and, and it, like there was never uh... like he could just touch somebody and they become his slave too. Yeah, that's that's all. I don't know
1: it's, L- a little. Tling.
0: It's all it's all fucked up. No continuity whatsoever. Um. I guess that's it then. I don't have anything else to say. Mm. Soundtrack is, yeah, you know, yeah, nothing, nothing too, uh, too much to speak of. Warwick Davis definitely is probably not impressed with this one on his record. And I, as I said when we watched this, I don't know if anybody that was in this is like got this on their resume when they're you know going in for another acting gig. Ice-T
1: is just buried under 20 years of SVU. Oh yeah, like, Ice-T like,
0: doesn't care anymore.
1: <laughs> like, yep, yep, yep. Ice-T <laughs> doesn't care. On the 28th
0: season of SVU. Yep. He probably... I don't even know. Does he talk about
1: Leprechaun in the Hood? Who, Who knows? Who the fuck knows? I don't yeah. know. At this point, probably.
0: I don't know. This is just a disappointing film in general. It could have done something. It could have been way more tongue-in-cheek. It could have been cut down from... And then the fact that the, like, the
1: Hood is just so... Not even like... Very generic. Yeah, it's just, like, down, you know, crappy parts of L.A. with Pawn Shop. Yeah. Ooh. It's very generic. You know, there's, you know, L.A.'s a big-ass fucking area. You could have really, you know... Yeah. ...made something of it. And you're right. I think the idea that they went with, like, more, like, the black exploitation route with the 70s and, like, kept it, like, you know, like that, that would have been fun. It would been know, a like fun I, movie. Like Ice-T running around with a fucking afro. There would have and...
0: definitely been... It would definitely have been, um more tongue-in-cheek than what we get, because I feel like Leprechaun in the Hood is meant to be tongue-in-cheek, but it oftentimes doesn't even feel that way. It, it's it, not it's, doing it right. It's so bland <laughs> so, that yeah. it doesn't even feel like it's, you know, riffing off of anything. Um, just that opening sequence that was the black exploitation element, and and if they had gone further with that, I think that they could have had more fun and, and really showed, um, you know, a more tongue-in-cheek approach to Leprechaun that, that could have been uh, a re- refreshing change to the... To the formula, formula. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Um, unfortunately, what we get is just really generic Leprechaun. If you don't like, if you haven't liked any of the sequels to Leprechaun, then you certainly are not going to like Leprechaun in the Hood. Um, it's a really special person that's going to like Leprechaun in the Hood and think, like, you know what, this is going in my canon. <laughs> canon of films to watch every St. Patrick's Day.
1: You're going to sit down with some corned beef hash. Just yeah. play nice pint Guinness and watch Leprechaun.
0: Leprechaun in the Hood again.
1: <laughs> Every year. Yeah. This it's, is not one of them. The time honored tradition.
0: You know what? I gotta get one more in, so I'm gonna play Lep in the, the Hood <laughs> you know? one more time. To you know? Just to get it in there. And then uh we have to give Leprechaun in the Hood A rating. A rating. So um I'm Trying to think of a ten. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a rating scale for this one. Because, is there anything that really stands out?
1: Ten magical golden flutes. Yeah, that's
0: all I can think of as well. Ten magical golden flutes.
1: Uh, What would you give Leprechaun in the Hood? Give it like a three and a half. It's a bad film. It's not enjoyable at all. But at the same time, it's not so bad that it's funny. There's nothing, like, worthwhile, like, getting aggravated or angry over. It's just a taxing film to get through. A film that I question why it's even around. Uh, first, like, 15, 20 minutes, there are some, like, you know, little, like, guffaws and chuckles you'll get out of it. For the most part, it's a very bland, boring film that has an idea and they don't have the budget or the manpower or the creativity or all of the above to make into something that, you know, Tangible and hilarious. Um but the kills are very unimaginative in this film, very bland, very boring. All of the characters outside of Ice T are forgettable and terrible. Um the fact that's Leprechaun film and Warwick Davis doesn't have like, you know, something to do. Pretty damning, because at this point I think that's the whole, you know, the whole reason any of these films get made at this point is just because they're like, hey, Warwick Davis, people like him. Uh overall, yeah. I wish I never saw this film. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's,
0: it's, like I it said, it's it's nothing
1: it. that's going to get your dander up about it. There's nothing to it that's so piss, you know, aggravating. But at the same time, you're just going to be like, what a, what a waste of 90 minutes. Yeah,
0: I I agree. I mean, I, I would probably give it like three and a half as well. It's really, you know, it's one of those films that it commits the ultimate sins is that it's it's boring. Um, You know, even even if it though it's bad. Um, there's nothing about it that's even redemptive to be something like to be a reason that you would watch it. Um, I guess maybe just iced tea, you know, if you just were to tune in to clips of iced tea from Leprechaun in the hood, you might be swayed to think like out of context, this film might be okay to watch, but it's really just iced tea doing the work. Um, and he's not able to make lemonade out of it. Um, He's. It, he he holds his own but really that's the only reason to watch leprechaun in the hood and that's unfortunate because warwick davis uh should be able to at least get some of the puns and things like that that he's known for from the uh, other leprechaun sequels and really they just didn't really have anything for him to do and uh also his his uh special effects and makeup is not really that good either um as if you've seen any of the other leprechauns you know that it's fairly inconsistent. And how he's portrayed in this film is no different. Um, But if you find leprechaun smoking weed funny, (laughs) check out Leprechaun in the Hood. It might just have what you're looking for. Um, Yeah, so that's it. That's all we got for Leprechaun in the Hood. That's the brunt of it. And unfortunately, we have two more leprechauns to do in the next two St. Paddy's days. So. We have Leprechaun in, in Back to the Hood next time. And then after that, we've got to do the Leprechaun remake thing that they did that doesn't have Warwick Davis in it. So done by WWE Films. That's right. So we've got a couple more left to do here. Fill out our St. Paddy's Day. Then we got to pick another uh, Irish-themed film to do for St. Patrick's Day. I don't know what we'll do when the time comes. Well, we hope you have a fun St. Patrick's Day. Stay safe and healthy. Stay away from the coronavirus. Uh, Drink your green beer, but do it solo so you're nice and healthy. Um, We thank you for listening to this show. Um, Thanks for tuning in, subscribing to us. If you haven't subscribed to us, we are on pretty much any podcast app that you can think of. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher. Spotify everything that you can subscribe to podcasts we're on so do so and leave us a nice review as well. Uh, we are on facebook at facebook.com slash blood and black rum. We're on Twitter at blood and Black rum and we also have an email address at blood and black rum podcast at gmail.com. If you so choose and you'd like to help us um, with any of our fees that we do for um, that we have for uh hosting, you can send us money. By donating to us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Blood and Black Rum Podcast. We'd also like to thank our sponsor, Podcorn, uh, for today's episode. Thanks a lot. Uh, As you know, we haven't done a lot of advertising in the past, but we are branching out because we need to, because we are poor, because we need sponsors. So, thanks for listening. We hope to see you back uh, in two weeks. And I'm not sure what the show is going to be in two weeks. We haven't picked a movie yet. But we will at some point. So it'll be a surprise. We'll announce it a little bit later. So until then,
1: take care.